Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 89 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Got a jam-packed show for everybody today. Looking forward to jumping into it. Have a good interview with Colorado XO captain and uh, scrum half Michael Bandy coming up here in a little bit. But before we get into the interview, we're going to start the show off the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping into the breakdown. And the first thing we want to talk about in the breakdown is the XO's match against the Hartford Harpooners last weekend. XO's dropped a heartbreaker to the Harpooners, uh, 36-35. What a match it was. It was very close, very entertaining. And, you know, ultimately came down to misconversion at the end of the game. And while the match was happening, it became very apparent to me how many injuries the XO's are are currently dealing with right now. Um, I mean, it was very apparent because... Attack coach and friend of the program, Mose Timoteo, had to pull on a jersey, play emergency scrum half because uh, our guest today, Michael Bandy, is in Indianapolis playing in the spring league. And starting scrum half, Brady Daniel split his head open pretty early in the match. So Mose got some run. He actually scored a try that uh, second to last try, I believe. Uh, and then several different forwards were down for this match as well. I you know, talked to a couple even before the match and just kind of dropping like flies. Strength and conditioning coach Jacob Nelson had to pull on a jersey and log a few minutes as a result as well. And this was the second loss in as many weeks for the XOs. They dropped a close one to Rugby HTX last weekend. That was a 35-33 to 33 loss. So two, two close losses, but two really good teams. Uh, that Harvard team was full of really good players. They played a tough match. You know, hard-fought win for them. Um, it's hard to be upset with the XOs. You know, the results they've gotten these last two weeks are pushing high-quality teams like that to the wire. Um, and they've only been playing rugby for five months, which I think is something that people, you know, kind of forget. This is just the eighth match that they've ever played. And, and you know, of course, as a select few guys that have been here for the whole time, there's some people that have been working in and out. Uh, so a lot of guys haven't even played eight matches, to be honest. But lots of mistakes early on for the XOs. Uh, really, like... I know we've talked about on the show, they start slow a lot. That was the case again on Saturday. The The middle portion of the first half was pretty good. They got their their bearings and they played some good rugby, but then fell apart right at the end of the first half, gave up two tries, I think, between like the 39th and 43rd minute. Uh, you know, play, played well enough played well enough to win, I guess, if it, if it came down to it, but that's not what happened. Uh, just made too many mistakes, and you can't make all those mistakes and win rugby matches. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this weekend. They'll have a chance to stop their two-match skid as they head up to Boston to take on Mystic River. going to be another tough challenge for the XOs, uh, and they're going to be a little bit undermanned again because the injuries are still you know, a problem. Uh, but if they can play a clean match, they can run with anybody. I think they've proved that through this spring season thus far. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the weekend plays out. Uh, no broadcast for this one, but I will be tweeting about it as much as I can. Like I do every away match, I will be texting as many people as I can, trying to you know, keep the people up to date. So make sure you're following along on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby for those updates. Uh, that's kind of what's going on with the XOs. Uh, moving into some MLR stuff, there was an awesome round of matches last weekend. I think every single match in round eight was decided by six points or less, and the mighty Los Angeles Giltinis fell for the first time this season. I know they were playing without some of their key players, but they fell to Rugby United New York um, and, you know, in one of many great matches that made up round eight of Major League Rugby. Should be another entertaining week of rugby, um, but one of the big things I saw most recently is that Ma Nanu probably coming back to be a player coach for the Legion. I saw a lot of different people writing about that. And the Legion could certainly use them as they're in the middle of a tough season. Uh, but, you know, they're another team 
that have has been displaced. They don't really have a home. They're bouncing around from place to place, just trying to get this season uh, over with, kind of. So, uh, like I said, should be another entertaining weekend of rugby, and we'll dive into all of that rugby this weekend on all of the rugby that you can watch this weekend. So, starting off, got the USA Eagles men's sevens in action, taking part of the UK rugby sevens on Saturday. We got a match at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, and then another match at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. On Sunday, we got a match at 3 a.m. Mountain Time, another match at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. And then on Monday, they have a match at 3 a.m. Mountain Time and 9 a.m. Mountain Time. So you can stream all of those matches on englandrugby.com. Make sure you check that out. It's been a while since Seven's been in action. Uh, moving into the next thing, we've got the Rainbow Cup. We've got Munster versus Canucks on Friday at 10.55 a.m. We've got Leinster versus Ulster on Friday at 1.10 p.m got Emirates Lions versus DHL Stormers on Saturday at 5.25 a.m. We've got Scarlets versus Cardiff Blues on Saturday at 7.55 a.m. We've got the Vodacom Bulls versus Celsi Sharks on Saturday at 10.10 a.m. We've got Benetton versus Zebra on Saturday at 10.10 a.m. We've got Edinburgh versus Glasgow Warriors on Saturday at 12.20 p.m. And then on Sunday, we have Dragons versus Ospreys at uh, 5.55 a.m. And you can watch all of those matches on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, moving on to the Allianz Premier 15s. I always get tripped up on that. Uh, they have the week off while they prepare for the semifinals on May 22nd. So you can see the Harlequins women versus Wasp FC ladies. And then the Saracens women versus Loughborough Lightning take on each other next Saturday. Uh, of course, we'll talk more about that as the week goes on. We get a little bit closer to it. Uh, moving into Super Rugby, this is the first round of the Trans-Tasman competition. Uh, starts this weekend after the Crusaders and the Reds won the Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby Australia finals last week, respectively. So we got a full slate of matches. Should be fun to watch. So on Friday morning at 1.05 a.m., we've got the Highlanders versus the Reds. And then on Friday at 3.45 a.m., we have the Waratahs versus the Hurricanes. And then on Saturday at 1.05 a.m., we have the Crusaders versus the Brumbies. At 3.45 a.m., we have the Rebels versus the Blues. And then at 5.55 a.m., we have the Force versus the Chiefs. Not sure where all this will be broadcast. I would assume that will be broadcast on the ESPN Fans YouTube page as both competitions were broadcast on that YouTube page for the majority of this year. Uh, so I'll keep an eye out on that. And, of course, I'll share it on Twitter if I do find something out. And I was going to put some money on these matches as well, but I'm not seeing any lines on DraftKings, which is a bummer because they were carrying both competitions all year. So... I don't know, maybe them playing, you know, each other across the line to mix things up and they don't want to put any lines up. So somebody get a hold of Mr. and Mrs. DraftKings and kindly ask them to get some lines up for this competition because that will be fun to, to bet on for sure. Moving into Major League Rugby action this weekend, uh, like I said, round nine. We've got Nola Gold at San Diego Legion. This match will be played at the Chula Vista Elite Athlete Training Center while the Legion continue to wait to return home to Torero Stadium. That match will be on Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, and that will be broadcast on the Rugby Network. Second match of the weekend, we have Toronto Arrows at Houston Sabercats. That match will be on Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and that one will be also broadcast on the Rugby Network. We've got Rugby United New York at the Austin Gilgronies. Rooney just picked up a big win over the Giltinis the week before. Now they'll have a chance to uh, to you know, beat the other Gill squad this weekend. That match will be on Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and that will be on the Rugby Network as well. 
Got New England Free Jacks at Rugby ATL. That match will be on Saturday at 6 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Utah Warriors at LA Guiltinis. This match will take place at SoFi Stadium. So that's where the Chargers and the Rams play. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Interested to see what they do with the football lines and stuff. Um, So that will be a fun one to watch. I'll be on Saturday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. That will be on Fox Sports 2. And then the last uh, match of the weekend will be the Seattle Seawolves at Old Glory DC. That'll be at 10 a.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network on Sunday. I'm wondering why the Seawolves play on Sunday so often. That's been a trend these last couple of weeks. So if anyone knows the answer to that, let me know. Uh, and this mat, this next match technically is the first one of round 10, but it will be you know in the books before I record the next podcast. So I will include it in this podcast. And that's the Los Angeles Giltinis traveling down to Texas to take on the Austin Gilgronies in the first ever Gil Bowl on Wednesday, May 19th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And that match will be on Fox Sports 2. And so the Gilgronies can't play at Circuit of America's Bold Stadium uh, where they play their home matches usually next weekend because there's a NASCAR event and rugby isn't big enough to make NASCAR shift their plans around uh, just quite yet. So they'll have to squeeze that match in on a Wednesday night. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I included that one in there. Nice little Wednesday night rugby for you next weekend. So with all that in the books, that's all the rugby you can watch this weekend. And we'll jump into the interview portion of the show. So I'm very pleased to have on Colorado Exo Scrum Half and Captain Michael Bandy. He's currently competing in the Spring League with the Conquerors as a wide receiver. Uh, but Michael Bandy is the guy. He was the captain when he was here. It's Tony Tupo now. Um, but... You know, he was a leader of this team, another guy brand new to rugby. He came to the November camp. So listeners of the show will will know I spoke to him very briefly at the November camp on the last day. Uh, but Bandy's a guy that's really taking a liking to rugby, really is, you know, playing very well. Uh, looking forward to see what the future holds for him. He scored the first ever try for the Exos in that match down in New Orleans. Uh, like I said, he left the XOs after that match down in Houston two weeks ago to explore this opportunity with the Spring League. Just give football one last, uh, you know, one last hurrah, see if anything's there um, before he kind of comes back to rugby and sees, you know, what he can do with it. So very good conversation with Michael. We talk about all that stuff. We talk about his, you know, travel arrangements when he was going down in Houston and jumping on a plane to Indianapolis right after that rugby HTX game. Um, and just how, you know, how rugby's, you know, made him a better football player if he's noticed anything like that. Uh, so I thought it was a very interesting conversation. The first match that, or excuse me, the first football game that he played in with the Spring League uh, this, you know, this current season was last Thursday. He had a nice catch in that game. And that came off a week where he had one practice because he's been playing rugby. So I uh, thought it was a perfect time to get him on. Really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and kick it to that conversation with Colorado XL Scrum Half and Captain Michael Bandy. <laughs> All right, now we welcome on to the show Colorado XO Scrum Half Captain and now wide receiver with the Conkers in the Spring League, Michael Bandy. Michael, how's it going, man? Not too bad. I appreciate you having me on. Um, pretty excited to, uh, you know, get this going and see uh, what we can talk about today. Yeah, thanks, Bandy, for, for coming back on. I know it kind of caught you at a weird time. You're somebody I've been wanting to talk to through the whole time with the team, but uh, just kind of the way it worked out, we I get you now. So, uh, Bandy, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, so I'm from Southern California, uh, Orange County. Uh, stayed locally for college down in San Diego, so not too far from home. Played uh, football and baseball in high school and then just football in college and absolutely loved my time down in San Diego. Um, like a lot of guys on the team, I uh, pursued the NFL and didn't quite get the shot I was hoping for. So 
Um, I was presented an opportunity with rugby, and then um, now I'm back in the spring league, uh, like you said before, and, uh, you know, just excited to pursue different opportunities and see where they take me. Yeah, that's a, that's been a crazy year for you, huh? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's, been, uh, <laughs> it's definitely been a wild ride. Yes, yeah, so sure. a whirlwind 12 months. So, Bandy, could you tell us a little bit about your football career? I don't, I don't know if you want to butter yourself up, but you did put up some good numbers at San Diego. Could you just kind of talk about, you know, some of the accolades you received there? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was a two-time All-American in college, and um, I mean, our, uh, the way our system worked, we always had uh, a really good top receiver, and just the way it fell down when I was there the last two years, I was able to put up some uh, pretty good numbers with um, two really good teams, and um, it kind of just fell that way, and I was really blessed to uh, put up the numbers I did, and I mean, big thanks to all my teammates and coaches in college because I definitely wouldn't have done it without them. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and I know I've heard this story a couple of times, too, but can you just tell the people how you got recruited to the XOs? Yeah, so the way I was recruited was from my head coach who uh, knew a, a guy named John Shoup who knew Peter. And that was it was kind of like a three-way connection and then eventually got to me. And then I was able to jump on a phone call with Peter and uh, – you know, I was really interested. I wasn't doing much, sitting at home, uh, coaching my old high school receivers uh, at the varsity level. And, you know, I wanted to take that little leap of faith, trying a new sport. And um, I like—I think it worked out um, for the better so far. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, was it a tough decision? Was it kind of like, I mean, it's kind of scary to move to a, a new state to pursue this thing that you kind of just learned about. I mean, and COVID's happening all around you at the same time. Like, was it a difficult decision to, to go out to Colorado? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was pretty difficult just because at the beginning I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know rugby. Like this isn't something yeah. I'm very familiar with. So um, it's definitely like standing on the edge of a cliff a little bit. Um, but I talked to to my dad, and um, he was like, "Look, opportunities present themselves, and it's our job to take them. Um, so you really just gotta take that leap of faith and get after it." And after that, I was pretty much sold. And yeah, after the tryout, I was ready to go. Yeah, and I'm curious about, like, you say you didn't know rugby, which I assume, I know that's the case for a lot of the guys, but did that make it easier that you were going to a place with 30 other guys that also didn't really know rugby? I, I know I've gone on the record a couple of times. There's only been, what, like eight people that had, had prior rugby experience before mm -hmm. coming to this team? Yeah, so it, it was definitely um, a lot easier knowing there was other guys who were also not familiar, um, and then just knowing – learning a little bit about the coaching staff and how much experience, I mean, with Luke, Mose, even Mark and Bot, how much experience they had. Um, you know, it made me feel a lot better knowing I'm learning from people who have played like the highest level. So, right. um, yeah, it was definitely a lot easier. Yeah, and I guess, Bandy, before we get into to some of the stuff that happened this season, uh, you were you were elected captain before the season even began, so before you even played in your first rugby match. Like, what did that mean to you and – uh, you know, you know, how did that come about? Yeah. So one thing I'll say is I think anybody on that, uh, on the Exos team could have been elected captain. I mean, everyone's a leader out on the field and you can really see it in practice. Like everyone's trying to communicate and talk. Um, and it might not always be the best communication just because like, again, we're, we're all learning this sport, but everyone's doing their best in the weight room and everywhere possible to push the other guys. Um, so it was, it was a it was an honor to be chosen by the coaches uh, as captain, mm -hmm. um, for sure. And then you got to play seven matches this year before you went on and joined the spring league. Uh, how did you like it? You know, can you just kind of describe the overall experience? Yeah. So 
I mean, those seven games were a blast. I mean, even leading up to them, the first two months before we actually got to play, I was having the time of my life on a new sport. I mean, I say this all the time. It's like I was a kid again, like, you know, playing Little League for the first time and learning how to play a sport um, mm-hmm. just at a really high level. So um, it, was, it was a total blast. I absolutely loved it. And, I mean, if football doesn't work out, I definitely want to go back um, uh, really give it give it my all and see where rugby can take me. Yeah, and, and I know you said that. I know I've talked to a lot of guys. I remember talking to Sean after that first NOLA match too, and he said the same thing. He said he felt like he was playing, you know, out at recess like he was a little kid. And do you yeah. remember, like it sounds like you kind of caught the bug for rugby. Like do you remember a certain point where it clicked for you and, and you realized like, man, rugby's fun. Like do you remember, was there a point like that this year? Um. I don't think it was one certain point. I think it was definitely gradual um, Mm -hmm. throughout like the first couple of weeks. Um, But I know like once we were a month in, I was completely sold on the game. I loved to watch it. I was waking up to watch uh, like um, the six nations, like waking up at whatever time in the morning to watch those. (laughs) I love watching. I've watched, I'm still watching over here. That's good. Watching the, uh, the MLR games on weekends. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely caught the bug. I'm not sure quite when, but yeah, uh, it definitely bit me. Uh, yeah, I like to ask people that because sometimes they can pinpoint it. That's okay. Sometimes it does it does grow on you like that. Uh, so did you have a favorite memory from the season, a favorite moment? I know you are the, the answer to the trivia question. You scored the first try. Uh, so just kind of wondering if that's your, your favorite moment or if you had another one that comes to mind. I think uh, that's a tough question because, yeah. I mean, there's just so many. But I'd probably say in the first match, uh, I came up with like some pretty good line speed on the outside, filling in the line, um, and I knocked the ball loose when I made the tackle, and then Malik ended up picking up and scoring. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, like putting someone away and giving somebody else the ability to score because of your pass or your tackle, um, I think is a great feeling. And uh, I'd probably say that's my number one so far. That's a good answer. I do remember that. I remember watching it on the Rugby Factory clip that came out too. You just stick your nose in there. Probably something you didn't get to do a lot in college, right? Make yeah, tackles. definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play too much, uh, too much defense in college. Actually, yeah. none at all. So I didn't really get to do that. That's awesome. Uh, another question I want to ask you, Michael, is just if is there a couple guys on the XOs that that you were impressed by that that kind of picked it up really quick and. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people that have said a lot of different names, but I'm kind of curious if there's anybody that kind of stuck out to you. Um, as far as one guy, I don't know, but I will say like, as far as the forwards and learning how to scrum and all that technique that that takes is, you know, pretty incredible to pick it up as quick as they did. Cause I know in the back line, I, I, there's a lot of passing that goes on and it takes time to develop those skills, but, um, and the amount of time the, the forwards were able to, to pick up the, the scrum technique is uh, honestly pretty impressive. And um, they've done a really good job this year. And, I mean, they're only getting better each and every game. And you can see, like, how, how much they're improving every game. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's always been something I've been impressed by, too. That's one of the things that I guess a lot of critics said about the program coming into it is that it was going to take way longer to learn, you know, right. the the ins and outs of the scrum and there's been multiple times this year, last weekend, even being one of them, that the forward pack is pushing people around. Uh, so I yep. think that's a good answer. So, Michael, did you have a chance to catch last weekend's match, the XO match? Oh, heck yeah. I watched yeah. every second of it. It was awesome. Hey, how how bad was it eating away at you? You couldn't play. Because they could have used you. Yeah. Most they had to pull on a jersey. And <laughs> I know. You got to try, was, though. 
I mean, I was texting the group message. I know nobody's reading it because they're obviously out there on the yeah. field. But I mean, I was so excited to see Mose out there because I mean, learning from him is is honestly like it's a blessing. Yeah. It's really incredible because he knows so much. And it it seems like when he's out there just showing us how to do drills and running through the attack that it, it's just slow motion for him. Like it's just like it's it's honestly so impressive and really incredible. Yeah. Um, but as far as as far as the game, yeah, it killed me. I really wanted to be back out there. We we actually had Saturday off. I was like, maybe I can jump on a flight <laughs> yeah, and go play. support the boys. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, the, it was a it was a really good match. It was exciting to watch. Uh, I know, it didn't turn out great um, in the end, but just to see them stay in the game the way they were and keep pushing was was really cool. Uh, I mean, it was definitely a physical game, and they really they did a lot of good things. Um, I don't know if me being there would have done anything else, but I definitely wish I could have been there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Hartford's a good team. Hartford's got some really good players. Marcus Atavu and Matt Houston are, you know, Marcus Atavu's played international rugby. Matt Houston is a guy that should be in the MLR right now. So good, yeah. good game, you know, went all the way down to the wire. Uh, it was very exciting. Yeah. I was bummed you didn't get to play in the stadium this year. That's a bummer. It's the first one. I know. That... <laughs> it was really cool to see the guys in the stadium look good in the home jerseys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you didn't even get to wear that great. one, too, other than for photos, right? So, yeah, uh, bummer. But I know, and I don't know if you noticed, Mose is pulling out his, like, sneaky tricks. He, you know, bent down, tie his shoe right before he fed the ball into the scrum, gave everyone a little breather there at the end. Uh, he's a very crafty veteran. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Like a, again, he know he knows it all. He's he's awesome to watch and awesome to learn from. Yeah, it was funny to see him punch one in there too at the end. That was uh, yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> of course. If he's if you're gonna play, he's got to score, right? So, right. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, how did you? Can you kind of explain this opportunity? You know how it came up to compete in the spring league, and then just even what did your? I guess it was Sunday. What did your Sunday in Houston look like? You know your your travel arrangements. Uh, yeah, so the opportunity came um, from we had the same coaching staff um, from when I played in November um, before we tried out for rugby. Um, and they reached out to me and wanted me to play. And I was definitely hesitant at first just because I'm having such an awesome time and taking advantage of such a great opportunity over in rugby. Um, but NFL has always been the dream. So I thought, I might as well give it one last shot before I uh, fully commit myself to rugby and see where, you know, the, the football can take me um, before I, I shut the door on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as my travel day in Houston, I mean, we played a game and uh, 1 PM over there or something like that, 2 PM. And then I Ubered from the game straight to the airport to catch a flight so I can make the last flight of the night. Um, so I can make a, make practice in the morning on Monday which ended up being my only practice um, before the game on Thursday. We ended up just having like two short walkthroughs Tuesday and Wednesday. So I really only had one day of practice before, you know, jumping in the game. So it was definitely a, a little adjustment. Um, yeah. But uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, again, I I'm blessed to be uh, playing sports. <laughs> um, it's my job right now. So yeah. it's not too bad. But again, I mean, to go through whirlwind year, that's got to be a crazy transition. Like, get in, go to sleep, wake up, go to football practice. That's something you haven't done in what, six, seven months. And <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. learn, try to learn some plays and then go play a football game on Thursday. That's bananas. Yeah. I even had to wake up, got in late and then had to wake up early just to, you know, repeat yeah. the playbook. Cause it's been five or six months or yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're pretty sore too. 
get yeah, flush out it's all. A, it's <laughs> exactly. Just played a game, and then it's a it's a different type of running. You're not running long distance, a lot more right. sprinting, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, that's gonna be that's one of my questions. So don't let me forget to ask you that. But uh, yeah. and then I guess just wanted to ask too, Michael's like, how did the team take it when you told them that you know you were gonna go do this? Were they were they supportive? You know, I'm just kind of interested to hear how all that happened. Yeah, the the team was definitely supportive when uh, I let them know. I let them know. Um, I knew I was going to leave, I believe, Wednesday, and then I let them know Friday after our our last clarity run before we left, which I thought was our best practice of the week and maybe um, throughout the season, um, to be honest. So letting them know after, like, such a great practice hurt me a little bit, but they, they were very supportive. Um, um, and I think excited for me. I mean, a yeah. lot of those guys have the same dream I do, so um, I'm sure a couple of them would have taken it and – you know, it's, it's definitely a tough decision, but they took it, they took it, def, um, took it well. And, um, we're definitely happy for me. For sure. Uh, this is something I talked to Tani a lot about too. And it's kind of like you said, like your dad was saying, when you, you know, made the decision to come try out rugby, like you gotta, you gotta take these chances while you have them, right. You gotta right. explore every option. And if this is something, you know, if this does work out, you, you know, make enough plays, you make it to the NFL, that's, you know, you'd be happy you did it. And rugby will always be here. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of guys that play, you can know, you could be most say, running around with you guys right <laughs> yeah so definitely. uh so you know how has it been to transition back into football I, I would imagine you're in pretty good shape i imagine this stuff doesn't doesn't wipe you out uh running around playing rugby for five months yeah um i mean the transition wasn't wasn't terrible i mean i've been playing this sport for a while so you know it took a it took a couple of, of plays and uh, a little bit of time in practice just to like regather my feet but um it hasn't been too bad Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, like I said, the running's a little bit different, more sprinting. So the hamstrings are sore in different parts, um, <laughs> but I'm definitely in good shape. I can tell you that. Yeah. I, I can, like Mark always says, we can run forever. So, right. Um, yeah. And you, you, you can't tell me, Michael, that you're not having like a little bit of a tough time, like not passing it or even like I saw your <laughs> highlight right on your on your go ball last weekend. It looks like, yeah. you know, that guy didn't hold you down. You could get back up, run, and place a ball for a try, right? It's been some some yeah. stuff there, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think about that too much. I'm just, yeah, I'm uh, just kidding. Because it's so, so natural. But, yeah, that was pretty funny when uh, I saw a couple of tweets of, or people texting me saying you tried to score the try. That was uh, pretty yeah. entertaining because I didn't, I didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think I was down, so I definitely tried to reach <laughs> over. Um but, yeah, he uh, didn't. He didn't hold yeah. you. That would have counted in rugby for sure. That was yeah, your one move. That's what I'm saying I wasn't held down. Yeah. Yes. Um, so have you? I mean, I guess it's kind of a small sample size. Maybe that you can't answer this right away because it's only been about a week. But have you noticed like any changes to your game? And maybe this goes into your conditioning part of it. But just you know, have you noticed any difference in, in the way you're running routes or the way you're catching or the way you maybe like see the game? Um, have you noticed any of that, or is that kind of too early to tell? Um. No, I haven't noticed anything yet. yet. I think it's a little too early, but one thing I forgot to mention earlier on the the transition is that when I caught my first ball, I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is tiny. Mm. Like it was so small. Like I, it took me like two practices, a practice and a walkthrough, like get over the size of the ball compared to rugby ball. Yeah. But, um, I didn't have too much trouble like catching like that transition wise, but just like in my mind, it just seems so small. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Hey, that is that is interesting. Something I don't think people think about or realize, like how much bigger a rugby ball actually is. And I can yeah. imagine that helps makes it catching a little bit easier, right? 
Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I have a question, Ben. Yeah, like how much interaction do you have with the other like spring league teams? There? Are you all in the same hotel? Is like, I can imagine it might be kind of difficult to, to see you guys with uh, COVID restrictions or um, is that something that you can talk about? Because <laughs> there is a guy, yeah. I don't know if you know, there's a tag leader. I'm trying to think of what uh, team he's playing for, but he's playing in the spring league and he is a yeah. guy that, you know, only played rugby forever. He's kicking for yeah. a team right now. Yeah, so he's, we were actually practicing on the same field today. He's uh, okay. for the Aviators. I think we played them yeah, oh. next week. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, we're all staying in the same hotel, uh, Crown Plaza in Indianapolis. And um, I mean, it's been good. They they feed us our meals and the food's not too bad. Um, but I mean, the interaction is like, you might see guys at dinner, guys yeah. you know, or like you meet other guys just from the guys you know already. Um, but yeah, we I mostly hang out with my roommate and a couple other teammates on the offense. But yeah, I'd say our team for like not knowing each other that long is pretty well, like pretty tight knit. And uh, you know, I think we have a good chance of winning it all for sure. Yeah, I know. I watched your first game. Uh, you know, it looks like you guys are looking pretty good. I'm looking forward to catching the rest of it. Uh, but I, but I did ask because I wondered if you get the chance to talk to Ty, talk some rugby with him. So I know this, yeah, just, this kicking I'm thing is something Yeah, he's been pursuing for this last year. He took the year off rugby. Uh, he's been kicking down in San Diego, I think. And I think he used to play for Legion, too, so he's another San Diego guy. Oh, nice. That's sweet. Yeah, plenty to talk about with Tag over there. Uh, Benny, have any, of your, have any of your teammates, I know you said you've been hanging out with some guys from the offense, have any of your teammates been asking you about rugby? Have they been trying to get him into rugby a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the first day I showed up, everybody was asking me about it. And then, I mean, I had a couple questions today. Um just about like how the sports played and some of my closer friends from back in November um, had some questions of just like how it's been going and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I try to, I try to hype up the sport and tell them like, Hey, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I really do truly enjoy it. So, you know, if football doesn't work out, don't be afraid to, to give it a try before you go uh, get that nine to five or something like that. Right. I love it. Grow the game. That's what it's about. Right. Bandy. So yep. that's all the questions I had for you, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Michael. It's been good talking to you. Um, wishing you the best of luck as the spring league continues. Uh, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you down the road. So I usually leave this last part open, man, if you just want to, I don't know if you have anything to, to shout out, promote or whatever. Um, but I guess you can let us know how people can watch you when your next game, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, it's been awesome to, you know, catch up a little bit. I mean, no, it's only been like a week or a week and a half since I've seen <laughs> it you. It feels like longer, though. It, it feels, feels like you've been going like for a while. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in the hotel yeah. not doing much. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's felt like forever. But, yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to see how these guys finish the season. And uh, if you want to check out um, my next game, we play on Saturday at 3 on Fox, like the main channel, the news channel. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, nationally televised um but yeah um thank you for having me on again and you know i uh i wish the guys the best of luck the rest of the season yeah thank you Bandy. have a good one man yeah appreciate it have a good one <laughs> all right i hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with colorado so scrum half and captain michael bandy uh big big shout out to bandy like i said he's had a crazy schedule took some time out uh football practice and all that good stuff to give me a call so i really appreciate that guests make the show uh, say that every week, but I truly do mean it. So thank you to Michael. 
and with the interview portion in the book. So let's go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. So this required reading is going to be a hefty one. This is an entire book, but I know you guys could do it. Uh, but it's Nate Ebner's new book. It's entitled Finish Strong, A Father's Code and a Son's Path. I was fortunate enough to get my hands on this book a couple of weeks ago, but it's out now, available to everybody. So make sure you go check this book out. Um, I haven't really had time to read it been very busy obviously with all this stuff the first home match happened last weekend but I have some time now and I'm looking forward to knocking it out so I'm gonna knock it out in this week before I record next week uh, like I said the first time I have assigned an entire book for required reading but I have faith in everyone to read it before next week or you're not allowed to listen to the podcast um, I will do my best to, to knock it out as well I'm just kidding obviously uh, but but I do recommend checking this book out. I've heard a lot of good things. It looks really good and I'm excited to read it this week. So we will talk about it next week on the podcast. So get it done, everybody. Some homework. You can do it. Read an entire book. I know everyone's crammed for a book, you know, in time for a book report. A week is plenty of time to do it. Uh, So with that, we'll go ahead and close the show with the loop. Uh, Not a lot to talk about in the loop. Keep up to date with us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Check out all the content at the DNVR.com. You find anything you're looking for in the world of Colorado sports there. Um, like I said, check out Michael Bandy in the spring leagues playing on Saturday at 1 p.m. on Fox. Let's see what if that, you know, messes with any MLR matches. You could watch. No, you can. You could watch Michael Bandy playing in the spring league at 1 p.m. and watch Nola Gold in San Diego Legion uh, an hour later. So be perfect. Lines up with your, your Saturday. Watch some football. It's, it's been nice watching some football. I've been really missing football. Uh, spring League's looking good. I know Brandon Marshall, a former linebacker for the Broncos, just signed, so he's going to be competing in the Spring League. You got Ryan Mallett, that old uh, Patriots quarterback. He's competing in the Spring League, and, and now you got Michael Bandy to watch, so check that out. Uh, it's been kind of fun to watch some football in the spring, uh, but other than that, that's my show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Hope you had a good week. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. I'll catch you all back here next week.